Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, hello, and hello again. Thank you so much for joining us on today for the season three opener for the Root Speaks podcast. I want to thank you again for your continued support as we move forward in our pursuit of God or rather pursuit after God. So without further ado, you know, I'm just going to jump right in and get us talking and discussing the first topic for discussion in our season three. As always, when I'm sitting and contemplating and meditating on what God would like for me to talk about in a specific podcast or rather what the direction is he'd like for me to take, I do spend quite a bit of time just in meditation on you know, what it is that he wants me to present, how it is that he wants me to present it, and most specifically, what thing does he want me to drive in? And so for today's season three opener, the word value is what resonated in my spirit. And so, you know, what does it mean to you when you hear the word? When you hear the word value, what do you think of? I would say, you know, most people, when they hear the word value, Think about something that is or is not related to money. We tend to usually assign the word value to indicate some type of worth. And of course, usually the worth that we're thinking about is something that's quantifiable, something that we assign a monetary value to. But, you know, for me personally, and I'm being transparent, I will admit that that is typically what happens. You know, when I think about the word value. It's oftentimes associated with an expense and the monetary aspect of the word, you know, and and that's usually what's used as criteria to determine worth, right? How much something costs tends to denote or underscore what its worth is. And by the same token, if we're thinking along that line, the more expensive something is, the more valuable it's considered, the more worth it's assigned. And the same is actually true, unfortunately, in the inverse. Sometimes the things that are considered cheaper from a monetary perspective or a monetary value perspective are assigned or deemed to be of less worth. But, you know, for today's topic, when we're talking about value and we're talking about worth, what I want to do is shift that focus from things rather from Things like what we just talked about, like buying a car, buying a house, buying a purse, buying shoes, whatever you have it, and shift that whole discussion and focus on the idea of value being assigned to a thing, move it to the whole concept of value translating over to how we use value when we're referring to people. So in other words, what does it mean to you? When you use the word value in relation to a person, scripture tells us in the book of Psalms, the 139th chapter, verses 13 through 14, 
For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Amen. So in sticking with that scripture, if we understand what it's saying and what it's communicating, and that is that God, the master and ruler of all things, the creator of the heavens and the earth, created us. He knit us specifically and placed us in our mother's wombs. Why then do we sometimes allow other people to assign value to us? Why do we give them that privilege? Or rather, why do we allow them to determine our worth or even have an input on how we value ourselves or deem ourselves worthy? So for today's podcast, I'd like to stay here and talk about value and the assignment of value to people and how that interplay between what God has told us about who we are in terms of value by sheer nature of the notion that he created us, right? And everything that he's made is fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'm quoting the scripture, how that translates onto us in turn allowing someone else to come in and assign value and worth to us, particularly when that assignment is contrary to what the word of God says. And so what I like to do is just focus in on a couple of points surrounding this whole idea of the assignment of value and worth to people. The first point that I want to make is we, and I've already said this, so I'm reiterating the point itself. Unfortunately, we, and I'm not talking about just those who believe, I'm talking about people in general, those who believe and those who choose to believe in something other than God, we tend to allow other people to assign our value and worth and not refer back to the word of God when we're looking for that validation. And that's just the best word that I can think of. And it causes me to ponder and wonder, why is that? Why do people allow other people to determine their worth when God has so clearly defined what our worth is? And if we think about the whole idea that God has already knitted us, he's created us. So when he made us, he knew who he wanted us to be. He put into us what he wanted us to carry. He knew what our purpose was and he knew what our plan was. So if he made us with this plan and this purpose and this idea in mind, help me, Holy Spirit then how is it that the God, the ruler of the heavens and the earth and all that dwelleth therein, how is it that his standing can be questioned because someone else attempts to tell you that you are not who God has already identified you to be? And rather than you holding on to what God has told you, what he has identified in his word concerning you, you choose to grasp onto what this individual says that pales in comparison. I truly believe that in this life, as we walk out our individual and respective journeys as believers and seekers after God, 
We will oftentimes be confronted with messages, whether they come in the form of a written message, something you see on television, something you read, something you listen to on the radio, or even something that you hear from someone, a person, be it someone that you're in relationship with or someone that you're not in relationship with. No matter the source, I believe that as believers, we will continually confront distractions concerning who we are and more specifically concerning who we are in Christ. And most importantly, if we allow those distractions to cause us to question who we are in Christ, we are no longer rooted in a place that allows us to stay connected to him. And if at the end of the day, the goal is to make sure that we are actively pursuing after him, We have to work to stay in a place that keeps us connected to him. And in order to do that, we have to constantly reassure and remind ourselves through his word and through our active faith that we are exactly who he created us to be and who he has called us to be. Now, for some that may beg the question, well, who did God call me to be and create me to be? And I would say to you, if that is the question, have you asked? A lot of times, rather than ask God who he wants us to be, what he wants us to do, what our value is, we allow other people to tell us that. We allow other people to tell us what we can and can't do. We allow other people to tell us what we should and should not do. We allow other people to tell us who we can and cannot be without ever going to the Father and seeking out his counsel. And if we go back to our scripture and read it again, Going back to the part where it says that he created my inmost being, that he knit us in our mother's womb, who better than to seek out concerning who you are, what you carry, and who you are meant to be than the one that created you? And who better's response to stand on than his? And so I think, unfortunately, for some believers, sometimes things get put out of order And the value, and I'm using that word again, that we should assign to the word of God and God's insight and God's instruction and God's revelation is somehow transplanted onto people who do not even pale in comparison to who God is. And so going back to the question of why it is that we allow people to assign value and worth to us when God has so clearly defined that for us is the whole response or answer that I have for you that in those moments where you are questioning and they will come, you know, even I have questioned sometimes, who am I? What do you want me to be? Where am I supposed to be? What should I be doing right now? Particularly in moments where the circumstances aren't pleasant, where you're not sure about what to do, you've been met with some level of rejection or disappointment, it is very easy to begin to ask those types of questions. But in those moments, I would challenge you as a believer, rather than defer to a person, seek those responses from God because he is the one who truly knows. He created you. Everything good he put into you, every gift, every talent, every plan, every purpose, and everything that is connected to those things he has set aside for you. And so if you're truly on a path to trying to understand who you are, right? What you're called to do, 
what your purpose is. Essentially, what is your value? What is your worth? You seek those things out in God, understanding that he values you. He finds you worthy, that he created you, that he made you. And there's nothing greater than that understanding. And so if we understand that God made us, that God created us, that God finds value in us, that we are wonderfully and perfectly made, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made because he made us, then why is it that we fail sometimes to value ourselves in the way that we should? Why do we not prize ourselves in the way that God prizes us? When we devalue our worth, when we devalue who we are, when we devalue the fact that he created us, we are essentially giving others permission in those moments to tell us who we are. We are essentially giving others in those moments permission to devalue who we are. We are essentially opening up ourselves in those moments to accept something other than potentially what we should be receiving. And so even in that regard, it is very clear that we stay firmly renewed and rooted in the whole idea that God is the one who has specifically designed a plan and purpose for us. And if we truly believe that, and I mean truly believe that, and we stand on that, then there is nothing that she be able to move us from that idea when it is challenged by someone seeking to devalue the very thing that God has put on the inside of you. We are all uniquely made. No two are the same and no two are identical. And that is intentional. And the reason why I believe that it is intentional is because God has specifically designed and assigned each of us to perform a very specific thing on his behalf. And I don't know if you may recall when I talked about the body and the body of Christ and however a member of the body is assigned a specific function and task. I mentioned that some time ago in a previous podcast episode. And going back to that very concept and thought, I want to reiterate that now when we're talking about assigning value and worth and understanding our value and worth, no one would ever tell you that there is not one essential part of the body that is necessary for the body to function and is needed in some capacity. No one would ever say that we were born here. We don't need to be born with all of our functioning parts in a proper way, or we may require some medical assistance in order to live a healthy life, right? So if you think about it like that, God created us, right? And so when he created us, he made every single part of the body that would be essential for healthy living. So if every part of the body is essential for healthy living, when I say healthy, I mean living that can take place without the need for medical assistance. If every part of the human body is essential for healthy living, right? It's necessary in some capacity for healthy living. By analogy, why then would not that same concept apply to the body of Christ? Why would not every member who professes to be a believer 
in Christ, not in turn be essential to the body of Christ. And if we understand that we are essential to the body of Christ, why then would you not think or let someone else devalue what your contribution is to that body? Why then would you allow someone else to come in and tell you that what God has put into you is not the case? What you believe you possess, you don't have. When we all understand that God has uniquely designed each of us and assigned to each of us very specific functions that all contribute to the whole body and are essential, again, to the overall health. No one's value is less than anyone else's because the entire body can only function as it should if all are participating. And that's not to mean that we can't live. And I'm going back and forth now. And I want you to think about this again as we're talking about just valuing yourself and valuing your worth and not allowing someone else to tell you otherwise or to devalue that or to take that from you. If you think about it again, and I'm going back to the human body now by analogy again, let's just say, for example, we have two arms, right? Two legs, 10 fingers, 10 toes, right? For those of us who are born with those functioning limbs, fingers, and toes, I'm using this as an analogy. If, for example, something happens to the left arm, right? And for whatever reason, it's no longer functioning at 100% capacity. The body in and of itself will on its own overcompensate for the lack thereof of the use of the left arm, meaning on its own, it will transition or assign functions that may have been traditionally assigned to the left arm, perhaps now to the right arm, right? The right arm will take on more responsibility of maneuvering how the arms usually maneuver to kind of help overcompensate or rather to compensate for what the left arm can no longer do. I believe that this happens when the body itself, and I'm going back to the spiritual body, right? The body of Christ. We, the collective group of believers known as the body of Christ. I believe this same thing happens when one part of the body, for whatever reason, one of those reasons may be the fact that those who make up that part of the body don't understand their value and worth are not functioning at capacity. And in my opinion, when that happens, the other parts of the spiritual body now begin to overcompensate for the lack thereof of what that part that's not functioning at capacity because they don't value their contribution. They don't understand their contribution. They haven't sought God out to seek out understanding from him on what their value, what their role is, what their contribution is, is not performing at capacity. By the same analogy that happens when that right arm on the human body has to overcompensate for the lack of capacity or ability of the left arm to function fully, I believe that same thing happens in the body of Christ so that when that part of the body of Christ is not functioning in the way that it should, the other parts of the body begin to overcompensate. So does that mean that the body is still not performing? No, it doesn't mean that the body's still not performing. What it means now is that it's not performing equally or even perhaps to its fullest extent. And so to me, it's so important, and I'm bringing this back home now, for us as individuals and believers to understand our value and worth is defined by God, 
so that we are equally able to contribute to the collective body of Christ as a whole and not lend to creating a situation where another part of the body has to overcompensate for our lack of contribution and then in turn that limits the ability of the body of Christ in whole as a whole rather to function at maximum capacity in the way that God designed the body of Christ to function. And so in short, what I'm saying is this, when we devalue ourselves, when we devalue our worth, when we allow other people to assign value to us, when we do not seek to identify who we are, what we carry and what we are called to do through God, when we do not seek to understand in him and rest in his word and his assurance when he answers on who we are, on what we carry, what our plan and what our purpose is, we inevitably, in my opinion, without realizing it, contribute to the potential lack of the body of Christ, the entire body of Christ functioning as a complete whole operating at full capacity because we have failed to gain understanding of who we are and what we carry and how that contributes to the body as a whole. So in essence, my fellow believers, what I'm saying is Your ability to seek out God, your ability to stand firm on what his word tells you about who you are, your ability to seek him out as an individual to gain further insight on what he wants you to do, on what you carry, on the gifts that he's given you indirectly affects the larger body of Christ as a whole. Because until your contribution is functioning at full capacity and you are contributing in the way that God has created you to contribute, there's another part of the body of Christ that is overcompensating right now because of the inability for you to contribute in the way that you should. And so my challenge to you as believers is to seek out God to understand what your value is, to understand what your worth is, to seek out the word of God, to understand what he created you to be, to remind yourselves of who you are in him, to remind yourselves of what he created you to carry so that you can perform in the way that God designed you to perform. As I close, I'd like to leave you with this tidbit to chew on. No matter what has happened to you, no matter what you have gone through, no matter your mistakes or your failures, you are worthy because God has deemed you so, because God has created you with worth and with value. Amen. That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep believing, keep hoping, and most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions.